Welcome to episode 7 of Motivated AF with Katie Forbes. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Katie Forbes. Episode 7 is a special bonus mini episode from my interview with David Todd, the executive chef at Memphis's historic restaurant and bar, The Green Beetle. If you didn't hear that interview yet, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 6 first. The idea behind doing bonus mini episodes is so that I can include some of the conversations with my guests that didn't make the original interview for whatever reason. So whenever you see one of those bonus mini episodes, expect to hear some fun conversations that may or may not be motivating, but that I still find interesting, funny, or weird. In this bonus mini episode, DT and I discuss his lifelong love of the Memphis Tigers, how he feels about the hiring of our new men's basketball coach, Penny Hardaway, how he feels about college basketball versus the NBA, the NCAA program, and we even have a little fun talking about DT's dog, the star of his social media, Penny. Yeah, his dog's name is Penny too. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this bonus mini episode that starts right now. It just so happened that Penny Hardaway was announced as the head coach officially today that we're recording this podcast. Now, I will throw in this for the people that don't know this about you. You are super big Memphis Tigers Fan. Like, all yeah, you and your dad kind of. I know your dad used to come um, in the restaurant and y'all would talk, and that's something y'all kind of shared, yeah, right? I grew up on the Tigers. Um, I can remember going to Tigers games in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, love them to death because I do. I think to me, with me, like love and hate always exist simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So I've always been, and Katie knows this, I've always been like the slick Grizzlies hater. Because like, <laughs> I remember growing up in this town when the only source of civic pride that we had was Memphis Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was literally the mm-hmm. only game in town. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. So did it Harvard. kill you whenever it like fell from grace? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, I hate Josh Pastner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, what do you think about Tubby, though? Everybody's torn the on that. I feel like Tubby Tubby did exactly what we hired Tubby to do. Tubby did what he always does. We should not have hired Tubby, not because he's not qualified, not because he's not a good coach, mm-hmm. because of what the program needed and what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tubby was ever the right fit. Right. So and it's not, not, you're saying it's not necessarily oh, it's, it's not, it's not a knock on him. If yeah. I'm going to knock anybody on that situation, you got to knock the people that hired him. Right. Because he didn't fail. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at that situation. What they needed, he wasn't. Right. It wasn't. And if you're looking at that situation as a failure, he was never put in a position to succeed mm-hmm. because he was not ever going to be what we wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're hiring somebody who you can look at his tracker. He won a national championship. Yeah, I mean, I heard I heard good things. Like Kentucky, when, he's a great X's and O's coach, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to be an elite level recruiter. Yeah. The dude's in his late 60s. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna. I mean, come on. If you're looking at someone who's gonna work 100 hours a week, it's not him. And recruiting has become like such a huge. Recruiting's thing. become a, a bigger thing. And at the end of the day, I understand his stance, and I don't have any problem with it. Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to crisscross the country kisses 18 year old athletes mm-hmm. oh, either. Yeah. But guess what? 
I don't coach basketball for a living. Mm-hmm. You do. Right. So, and so you either got to find somebody that can do it. That's how Right, you right. Know? And as Tiger fans, we've seen enough talented players. You're going to have to get us a few top 50 players mm-hmm. every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Just because we've had some really good players. This is a basketball Yeah. Town. And at the end of the day, yeah, like you were saying, it's ba- Memphis, for anyone that's not from Memphis listening, Memphis is basketball and Memphis are like... Or was at least the Tigers and basketball was our thing, like in Memphis. Actually, right before I walked in your door, Mm -hmm. I put a Facebook status up, and like I'm sure people have been arguing this whole time. (laughs) And it was like, okay, now Memphis has given us the fans what we wanted. Mm -hmm. They hired Hardaway. There's going to be growing pains. Mm -hmm. He's clearly never coached Division One, but he's going to bring his players. Right. Right. That's that's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I think that's why he's there. It's our job to support the program. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? we paid ten million dollars to get rid of Tennessee. And a lot of and a lot of people but wanted this. They this wanted Kenny. Yeah. Now get off your ass. Mm-hmm. Go buy some tickets. Mm-hmm. Go donate to the program and put your money where your mouth is. Right. And that, I'm saying that to myself because right. I'm going to be honest with you. There have been multiple times this year where I've been off on a Tuesday and I've had it's tickets, like, oh. free tickets, and I have. Well, it's kind of demoralizing if yeah. you're a fan. It's the same thing with me with the Grizzlies, where you're like. Oh man, it's yeah. not that you can't, you don't, you still support them whether they're winning or losing. I'll, I'll love them until the Right, but it not. is, you're like, man, like, this is just so different. Like, yeah. it's just so different. It's sad. And it, yeah, know? like, it's just something, there's like the energy is sucked out of the yeah. room. There's a certain people that are never going to be happy. Right. And I'll just say, you know, at some point, this is what we said we wanted, or this is what the majority of the people said they wanted. Mm-hmm. We want Tiger basketball to return to mm-hmm. wherever it used to be. It's not always just someone else's responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, I bet it's a lot easier to recruit these kids if we start showing them there's going to be 10,000 people right. in the stands. Right. Because I'll be straight up with you, I love, I can't even almost relate how much I love Tiger basketball. And if I was an 18 year old kid and you invited me to a game last year to recruit me, I'd be like, I'm not going to see Yeah. Oh, yeah. This shit is garbage. For this shit sure. Is boring. Yeah, the forum is badass. Right. But there's like, 2,000 old ass white people right. Right right. and they're sitting down mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's just oh yeah it's, it's night and day from what it used to be oh, yeah. I mean but I, I'm hoping this will re-energize fans to get excited about it again no I, mean, I think it has already I mean since Calipari leaving mm-hmm. I can't remember a time when Memphis basketball has been talked about as much as it is right now as it has been the last week and mm-hmm. even on ESPN and stuff you mm-hmm. know? so it's like if nothing else the buzz is back up. Yeah, yeah, and that that's good. Like I said, especially with the Grizzlies not doing good. You know, I think the Tigers got away with probably not doing as well when the Grizzlies were there yeah. to kind of offset well, it. And the weird thing is you've been able to watch. the. I think the whole thing coincides with everything. The popularity of the Grizzlies, you watch the team's arc in different directions. Oh, they're never successful like, at the same time. No, and exactly what happened was Calipari – Blew the roof off that place, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we were that team. The last couple teams he had were fucking oh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Then, even though they technically don't exist. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I was there. So they. I mean, someone, dude, and this is probably terrible to say, but someone told me because you know, like, let's be honest with you, Penny has got some kids that he brought from across the nation to play for East High School. That's why they're so mm-hmm. good. And at this stage of the game, if you told me that Penny's going to come in here. And we're going to have six or eight years of success, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a recruiting violation. I you would take it. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because at the way college basketball is right now, oh, I don't care what you say. So many people cheats. are doing it. They're Everybody doing it. Cheats. And if you think that only two schools are, pe- they're all paying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. Do you think they should pay not, athletes? 
I sure they mm-hmm. make money off of them. Yeah. Honestly, straight up, I think if you're good enough to go to the NBA, there's no reason for you to play college basketball for two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah. The only reason that the NCAA cares and the only reason that they got the NBA to care is because money's involved. Mm-hmm. The NCAA is not affiliated with the universities that it. We think that the NCAA is college athletics. Mm-hmm. It's an independent company right. that regulates and manages college athletics. Mm-hmm. And its single biggest moneymaker is going on right now. It's an NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be deprived of the of stars. These six or eight stars yeah. that they can make play in their tournament every mm-hmm. year. It makes them money. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason they don't want those people. They don't care about anybody's fucking education. Mm-hmm. They don't care about anybody's well-being. They care about money. Right. Know? They they can say whatever they want, mm-hmm. but it's the only... The, telling an 18-year-old that he can't make millions of dollars, that he's qualified to make, that someone's willing to pay him, mm-hmm. name one other place in America that it happens besides professional sports. Mm-hmm. It's only professional sports. Mm-hmm. If I'm the best hamburger chef in the world at 18 years old, mm-hmm. getting out of high school, and someone's like, I'm going to pay you $50 million to do that. Mm-hmm. There's nobody's going to step in there. Hold on, he's not ready. Right. He's not mature enough. Right. Hey, that's my money. I'm going to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I just think it's stupid and it's it's dishonest to do it under the ruse of caring about a kid or caring about his education. Right. Or caring about his future. Right. Because you don't care about any of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah. It's and so sure. what we've watched it do is gut the college basketball game slowly mm-hmm. and surely. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got a bunch of kids that are going to a place and adhering to a set of rules that aren't their rules and that don't affect. Mm-hmm. Because I can break these rules, the coach is willing to break these rules. And next year, I'm going to be in the NBA. Right. Dude, like, that kid that's playing in Arizona right now, where they've got the coach on tape saying, I'm going to pay $100,000 for him to come play here, uh-huh. he's going to get drafted top five. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Any fine, anything they would have to do, it's like in comparison, they're going to be gone. They're in the NBA. Yeah. They, it's, it's. And so then what happens is you've got, you know, the kids that are going to stay for four years, and now they're staying with sanction. It's really the schools. Mm-hmm. Because look, Memphis dealt with all that blowback. And you've got Calipari coaching at Kentucky with players that he recruited to Memphis that he talked into going to Kentucky with him. And now we're pulling banners down, and that son of a bitch is going to find Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I was a big Calipari fan that's not any longer. You know, I'm realistic about it. Oh, my brother, my little brother's, he's like super pro him still, even though he's like that. I hate him. Yeah. And he broke my heart. And <laughs> he said he wanted to coach at Memphis. You would take it. Sure, I would take him back. Yeah, back. yeah. Yeah, well, the only, you know, I think what made me the most mad just quickly about him is the way he left pissed me off. Because I just remember Memphis, I mean, it was partially our everyone's own fault by being, like, obsessively with the news where they literally yeah. had cameras outside of his house. And I remember watching it and just, like, waiting. But, like... Well, you know what he was doing. Or yeah, he was, like, that. negotiating and, like, trying to get all his, his, his players, people. Because yeah. once, and there, the big thing that everybody was saying, I called my dad. We're both, like, you know, yeah. Tigers. And... My dad was like, well, he's like, I don't know. Because he's like, he hasn't signed that Kentucky contract. And And we all believe. Because the minute he signs that contract, he cannot speak to these players Right. So he's doing all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically making sure. And and the thing of it is. And see, now I would know that. Back then, I was much more believed in 
I was more naive, I guess, yeah. is what the well, word would be. Right. Well, it was such a fun period. Athletics. You know, it was such a oh, fun period. Great. And you want to believe that everybody loves your city as much as you do, yeah. that they want to be there as much as you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, so we all, I convinced myself, like, oh, he's really thinking about staying. He's doing all this. And then to find out that, like I said, yeah. I'm not saying anybody else wouldn't have done it, but it's like. Yeah. Once you remove, like, the passion from it and, mm-hmm. like, once I, because it's hard to be reasonable when you love something, mm-hmm. and then when you look at it, it's like John Calipari had zero ties to Memphis. He came here to resuscitate his basketball career, mm-hmm. and then he's he's being asked to go coach at one of the crown jewels. Oh stores. yeah, where he wanted like, it was like his dream already, to coach there. He's I don't know if it's his dream, but it's his dream to be coaching at one of those types. Yeah, I'm almost positive he always wanted to. Uh, coach Kentucky. I, I think it's. I don't think it's because it's Kentucky. I think it's because it's of the prominent. Finals. Yeah. It's like if you're coaching Kentucky, it's like you're automatically in that North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You're in royalty. Right. Right. That's and college. Like, that's the height of college right. coaching. Like yeah. you roll in and you're the you're the the biggest cat mm-hmm. on the porch. Yeah. And it's like he's already getting these kids enough of those kids to come to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Once you put them in Kentucky, it's game. Over. Yeah. He yeah. Can get whoever. You want. Yeah, and I think that was another thing I was bitter about. I felt like it was left in shambles once he left because he was taking everybody. And I was like, and for the longest time, it's why I booed anyone that had committed originally to Memphis and moved. Yeah. I don't necessarily blame them looking back because they committed with a with a well, coach. And that's, and that's the thing. And I think let's you know let's a they're going to reform it or they're going to do whatever. But like let's call it what it is. These kids aren't signing with these schools. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're signing with that coach. Yeah, with the recruiters. At, that's why you look at what's happened. What they've started doing now mm-hmm. is they just sign the financial aid papers. Mm-hmm. They don't ever sign with the school. Right. Because the coaches are leaving. So that's, I think we need to address the whole thing. And, you know, even Tubby stuck his foot in his mouth a little bit, saying, like, oh, these kids are transfer are quitters. It's like, bro, the minute a coach gets a chance to go anywhere they're to make go. more money, they're gone. Yeah. And it's like, these kids are signing with a coach. Mm-hmm. They're not signing with... You think they love Memphis? Mm-hmm. No. They, when they were signing with Calipari, they're smart enough to know that I have legitimate aspirations. They didn't keep me from booing John Wall, though. Because no, <laughs> he, <was, laughs> he was supposed to come to Memphis, and yeah. then he uh, did not. They, these kids have NBA aspirations, and who's going to get you there? Mm-hmm. If John Calipari's not, who else is going to get you there? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I just I say, I, say I, I go man when they had that moment where and we may have talked about this because it may have been when we worked together but there was like that they were gonna like do some John Calipari like honor night yeah. somewhere and they I was like hell that, no that <laughs> yeah I mean I was like maybe maybe further down the road but they were gonna do it they were gonna do it when he was here <laughs> with because what was it a year or two ago. He was he was in town he was for something. With Kentucky, because mm-hmm. we had a round of. And they were gonna do like an honorary dinner thing, and it's like, uh, right. it has not been enough time. <laughs> like, it is not, and Memphians are not, like, like you were saying, if you apologize, they'll probably forgive some things, but they, we also hold a lot of well, grudges. And here's, and here's what's gonna have to happen, and it's not anything that Calipari's gonna do. Mm-hmm. If Penny gets us back. To where we need to be, where we want we won't to be, be as bitter. We won't be mad. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It's like you hate your ex until you right until you fall. Right, 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 exactly. And it's like we're just we haven't moved on. Yeah, yeah, we've still bitter. Bunch, oh, I'm had, definitely still bitter. We've had a couple <laughs> rebounds that haven't gone well. Right. And it's like we're looking for our next lover, and I really think it's going to be pain. Yeah. Because and here's what we're doing: we're cutting to the chase. Mm-hmm. Why are we? Why do we give Penny the job? Because he's got players in his yeah, back pocket. Because who ready he is. to come play? Yep. Yep. You know? 
Yeah, and they want to say that they're playing for Penny Hardaway. You know what I mean? So It's the same thing. I guarantee you, when K- Kentucky didn't give, they were interested in John Calipari, mm-hmm. but they were in much the same. We're two different nationally. We're two different schools. Right. But if you think about it, they had hired Gillespie. They had been on that slow decline that mm-hmm. we've been on. And they, and they needed like, a name that they was... They were like, we bring this dude in. Yeah. He's got enough pedigree to be all right. He's got some good signs. You can't tell me that they didn't sit in those meetings and be like, the minute we sign him, we get DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, yeah. We get Eric Bledsoe. We get John Wall. Yeah. We've got a historic recruiting class and a coach. We are back on the national scene next year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a PR thing for sure. Yeah. Um, and But I also think he... I think he'll they'll put X's and O's guys around him enough, yeah. and he'll bring people in that he can be more the recruiter type. I think and, he's smart enough to do that, and I think that was Passner's biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Is Passner would not bite the bullet his first few years, mm-hmm. his first four or five years, and hire a bench coach. Yeah. If you look at Calipari, even Calipari would do that. Right. When he switched us, when he knew he had Rose coming, mm-hmm. Antonio Anderson. Yeah. He had Dozier. Yeah. He had. Um, he had uh, the yeah, CDR, he had yeah. Dozier, he had Joey Dorsey, mm-hmm. he had Antonio Anderson, and he knew he had Rose coming in. He started switching to that dribble drive motion offense. Mm-hmm. He hired the guy who invented that offense to help to come be his right, master. right, right. Like Calipari is like, I will put my X's and O's. He wasn't trying to do everything. Ego aside, I can right. care less. Right. You know? And I think Penny's smart enough to know, like, I need a couple dudes that are going to sit there and do X's and O's. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to bring you players. I'm going to be a figurehead. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you're going to teach me. The whole time you're teaching these kids, you're going to teach me about that. And he's like, and we'll slowly shift to where. Right. Because as much as it wasn't, you know, people are saying, well, it wasn't Tubby's fault of this or that. It's like at some point in as much money as got wasted and all that, at some point, it's like you had to do something to revive it. Like yeah. it was like with everything else, like the city needs it, the school needs it, you know, like you had to do something to revive it, to like refresh it. And yeah. nothing was happening enough the way things were yeah. to get people in the doors, Look, to get gonna, to gonna, get players in the doors. We were going to pay Tubby because you got to pay him whether he stays right. right? So you're going to pay him for three more years, pay him that $10 million to stay for three more years. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be in the exact same position. He's going to win 20 games a year mm-hmm. with a bunch of players that none of us give a shit mm-hmm. about. And nobody, and less nobody, and less are going to come through the door. The is probably going to drop another 1,500 yep. people over the course of that time. Mm-hmm. And here's, this is why it happened the way it happened, is we don't know, and it's probably a very good likelihood that Penny Hardaway is not going to be available. Because mm-hmm. they were already talking about, I read articles a few months ago that we're like, Ole Miss is kind of looking at yeah. a couple. So that's really going to break our hearts. If we're sitting here with Tubby and Penny's coaching oh, somewhere else, with right. these players that we could have gotten. Right, and we see them. Yeah, we see these big names and that are hitting like, Then it's like, okay, so now you're still in the same boat where you want to get rid of Tubby and who's available. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're at the nut. You're at the like that you, problem you know, again. Because we're gambling on somebody, but we're gambling on somebody that everybody loves. Right, right. As opposed to in three years, they might be gambling on somebody that nobody in Memphis has any Exactly, to. exactly. And yeah, and that's going to bring them in, whether or not he's immediately winning or not. It's going to bring people back in just for the nostalgia part of it, just for the respect they have for him. I mean, they have him at every freaking, Dude, like when they do Memphis they Madness. They sell 2,000 season tickets. Just on that. Between now and next year, just Yeah, that. yeah. And that's what I was going to say. He's, he made an appearance every time they did those Memphis Madness things where they would do the kickoff. 
he was, it, I mean, I, anyone I've ever been to, he was there. And the crowd, like, goes crazy He's because, yeah, yeah. Anybody that's a Memphis person you don't have is to like, tell me anything. I yeah. mean, I watched that dude play. Oh, I told, I told him when I met him, I was like, my grandma, like, you were like, yeah, like, when I was a little kid, yeah. like, and my grandma was obsessed with, ti- you know, yeah. the Tigers. And I was like, she loved watching you. Like, I was like, you know, she would be freaking out that she knows I'm talking yeah. to you right because, now. You know what I mean? Like, you, I mean, you worked a better with me. I uh-huh. don't get starry eyed. Yeah. I don't care if Marcus Hall's right. I don't care about any of that right. shit. I've met Penny Hardaway. He plays, he plays golf. Mm-hmm. So he was a member at Southwind and he was a member at Spring Creek Ranch. Mm-hmm. He's the only person. Where you get like starstruck kind of? That I've stopped what I'm doing. To talk like, to. Because Penny's here and it's like, I'm going to go out there and introduce myself. Yeah, yeah. And he's down to earth. He's, he's cool super shit. nice. Yeah, dude. yeah. He used and to he come was, in uh, Frost where I worked at yeah. Bakery. He was and he's cool. also the only person that I've had heated arguments about mm-hmm. because his NBA career fizzled. Oh yeah. And so somebody that's like not from here would like call him a bum or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, we're like five minutes away from fighting right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know Penny Hardaway. He doesn't know who I am. Right, Adam, but you're going to stick. I will defend his yeah. until the day. Right, the right. Yeah, and, and so, it's, he had much injury prone shit yeah, I mean, and all that. Just, you know, once you're. Once you I don't consider him a bust the way that people consider no, certain people a he bust. He just, he skyrocketed to the top, then he got him and Shaq split, mm-hmm. you know. And he had a run of a few years of injuries, and like, once your legs, once your lower half joints start to go in the NBA. It's it. That's it's, it. Your career is on the decline. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's just. If you if you're lateral, it's a game of explosiveness and lateral quickness. Mm-hmm. And you you do a couple of knee injuries back to back. I mean, look at Rose, man. Mm-hmm. You know his wheels started going on him, and it'll just yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, but uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about him being the coach. Yeah. We'll see what happens with it. If anything, like I said, it's It'll just exciting to yeah. have it not be totally like. Yeah. I'm all for it. I know there's a bunch of question marks with like he's never coached and yada yada yada. But mm-hmm. at this stage of the game, I'm as excited as I've been about Memphis basketball since Cal Park was here. Yep, yep, same here. Oh, and one other quick thing. I know you have a dog, and it's like almost only all on your Instagram. Like I was gonna post a photo of you and be like, "Here's our next guest." I was like, had to scroll back. I was like, "This is all just pictures of a dog." Yes. Like I am in a torrid love affair. Wait, and your dog's name is Penny. Penny. <laughs> I named it Penny before we knew. Penny yeah, Harder that's funny though. And she is a miniature pit bull. And, and she's you like adopted her like a rescue. She's a rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she. Has stolen my life and my heart. Yeah, I enjoy she following. The show. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. So my Instagram page is grits underscore in underscore grind. Yeah. If anybody wants to follow me, I legally slang meal prep all of my. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram, he does. If anybody wants to yeah, if you're looking for just somebody to help you out with meal prep, um, it's not illegal, but it's not like it's it's well prepared. But I have not been like checked out by the health department. It's it's a side hustle. Yeah, but I mean, kid. I think most people would vouch that you're you're legit okay, and that legit. you can do that. So, like I said, you can um, hit him up, or if you can't find him on there, just message me, Katie Forbes, or Motivated AF with KF, and I can put you in touch with him or whatever. Um, and you get to see his dog. Uh, <laughs> all the Lots pictures of dog there. Photos. No, but I like that's what everybody likes on Instagram. They all like dog photos. I mean, she and, freaking smiles. Dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, she's cute. She's yeah. cute. How, is she like a puppy? No, she's full grown. Okay. So that's, that's she looks thing. young. She looks so, bigger, but young. Right. And so the thing is, I, we think she's about two years old. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. 
but she weighs about 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. She probably stands like... Okay, so she's longer. 18 inches. My dog weighs that, but it doesn't I look... God, I think somebody bred a pit bull and a dachshund. Okay. And like, <laughs> like stretched her out. Yeah, and so she's like a short, slightly elongated... But she's got like that pit bull smile mm-hmm. and pit bull head. Yeah, yeah. She seems sweet, though. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus mini episode from my interview with David Todd. Thanks again to David Todd for being willing to discuss so many different topics with me and for being so open and honest through everything. If you haven't followed the new Motivated AF account on Instagram, I'd love for you to do that. Um, just search Motivated AF with KF. That's Motivated AF with KF. Also, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so by going to katieforbis.com and clicking on Contact Katie. That's where you'll be able to send me a message and pretty much ask me anything you want within reason. Um, You can also find me on Twitter at Katie Forbes. I'm excited to also announce that I recently had the awesome singer-songwriter Ashton Riker on my podcast, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear the interview. It is so good, y'all. So check back soon for that one. And finally, as my dad Dean Cook used to say, don't let a dream delayed become a dream denied.